Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Previously on Dust World. Uh, hello, everyone. This is Gage Thane, and he's just joined Red Earth on the orders of Sierra Thane. He needs to see the Warden to be outfitted for duty. Right, so Sierra said I'm supposed to help you guys down here for now because she said I could join, but I have to be on the lower, lower end of things first. I'm not really allowed to do a lot of big stuff. So you're Sierra's brother? Younger brother. Interesting. Sounds good, and I'm gonna use charm on him. Oh, is that what's happening here? <laughs> All the other guards <laughs> stand up. God, they uh, draw their swords and they're like, Got it, boss. I grab uh, Jared immediately and I put my uh, sword to his throat and I say, Nobody moves! You seem to think that he's more than a soldier. Like you're more than a blade. I've heard of you, Gage Thane. Something is Clarence, I've managed to blow you out of my mind before without even trying. I could fart and get out of my mind. <laughs> I'm going to control him to bank root point. You don't know any of my abilities. It will get you killed. It'll get me killed. I won't be able to parry. Hi. Hello. Who are you? I'm Frank. Who are you? 
Who trained you? What do you mean, trained me? You seem very skilled. Of course I am. I'm a soldier of Red Earth. Mm, so are these guys. Father. They're also skilled. Yeah, sure. They haven't earned their marks as much as I have. That's why I lead them. And who trained you? Ferris. And I don't know if I would call it training as much as mauling. Hello, I'm Paul Parnell, the DM of Dust World, an actual play podcast where we play an anime-flavored post-apocalyptic sci-fi western game in the vein of Trigon or Fallout. In this game, we will be creating a story together. Play the intro. Now we follow our heroes, Gage Thane, a dust-casting, sword-wielding monk from the mountains of Black Earth. Clarence Wales, the telepathic child runaway whose mind is strong enough to bring grown men to their knees. Kevin Wolfkin, the sharp-shooting, foul-mouthed, fox-faced hunter from a hidden village of werewolves. And Wedge, the indestructible cyborg brawler. Let's see what becomes of them in Dust World. So moments after uh, Wedge's berserker rage... When his, uh, when his dimensional door device on his back malfunctioned and sucked him inside, this is where he ended up, into a void. There's literally nothing in here, um, but all of his like accoutrements, pieces of armor, like the Lear swords floating around in here. Uh, basically, everything that, that Wedge can summon to him is in this void. Uh, and... It's both infinite, but also very small. So like if he was to try and like swim off, he would end up kind of doing like a little circle. So in that moment, what does Wedge think? And also, you know that there's no air in here and you're in Titan mode and it'll only last so long. How did I get here? I didn't even know this was a real place. I thought it was just kind of like a magical summoning kind of thing. All right, I'm going to try to get out. Wedge struggles. He tries to activate his uh, his portal, uh -huh. and he realizes it's actually not on his back anymore. Where'd he go? It's not there. Oh, I'm gonna dash as far as I can that way. Okay, so uh, Wedge tries to dash, and he realizes that there's literally nothing to walk on, but he does have some propulsion jets on his Titan mode, so he floats through the endless void and finds himself back. Uh, he knows he's back because he comes back to the Lear Sword and he's like, well, I don't have two of those. Now, a couple of days has passed. You've been by yourself in pitch black. Like there's literally nothing to see except for because you have robot eyes, you can see like the x-rays of all of your devices and things that are nearby. You've got a couple of lights on your, your Titan mode. But also your stamina is running super low. Uh, you've figured out how to run in basically like a standby mode. So it's not using a ton of your stamina. But uh, normally your your mode, Titan mode, only lasts for... So your normal Titan mode lasts 6 times 6, 36 seconds normally. So this is a really long time. Like you can feel the strain on your body and on your mind. Log number 357. Time is running short. 
I'm not sure how much longer I can be here. Lear sword, you're my only friend. So, uh, as you're floating, um, we'll say a few more hours pass, and you get an idea. Because you realize, like, you're so low on stamina. Like, you, you can't possibly keep up the Titan form for much longer. And you realize that maybe if you were able to change your own blood into, like, uh, energy, then you could keep the Titan mode going longer. So you use... Uh, anybody who's watched long enough will remember that uh, Wedge has the ability to drain life from other beings, and he uses a bunch of little, like, robot tentacles that shoot out of him and, like, drain life. And so you use that on yourself. Explain how that happens and what it sounds like. I'm out of options. I'm running out of air. I'm running out of energy. I'm exhausted. But I know what to do. Wedge lets out his tentacles from his robotic form. They go into his own back. And all of a sudden, <laughs> it's really creepy. There's like, there's like energy going from from one side to the other in like a circular fashion. At this point, Wedge screams really loudly, which I'm not gonna do. <laughs> it's a lot like that. <laughs> and the metal form, it goes from a, um, a man-shaped form, like, like the hulking titan, and it crumples down into more of like a, just right around him, almost like a coffin, but not quite a coffin. And, and he floats away in space. Okay. So a few more days pass. Uh, Wedge has now been in the void for almost a full week. Um, and just being in darkness that long is, is ridiculous, super hard. Um, and all of a sudden, he starts to like feel the whole... Uh, of the void kind of vibrating a little bit. He feels enlightened. <laughs> um, and so as this happens, uh, this is this is in the past. So um, Wedge comes falling out of the uh, the realm into this room where Ferris and Barrett are standing. Uh, Wedge lands on top of some kind of device. The device had opened up uh, his portal and drawn him out. And when he lands, he notices connected to one of these uh, one of these machines is his dimensional door. Um, and as he falls in, like realizing he can finally let go of controlling the Titan mode and stop restraining himself, the armor just kind of falls off of him. It doesn't do its normal, like, Giver mode, like, shooting off and then disappearing into some other place. It just, like, literally peels off of him all over the floor until it's just regular Wedge left. Since the, the beginning of the last session, because Wedge disappeared. Oh, right. So this is what happened to him. And it, it took them a few, probably a little over a week, to get to the castle where you are. So this is before that, before okay. they got here. Yeah, I didn't know we were in a castle. Well, the dungeon. You're in a dungeon. As you land out on the ground and all of your armor pieces out, what's going on in your mind? What's happening to you? 
just stunned. There's no idea what to look like. Think. I just went from darkness. Yeah, it seems super bright in here to you. It's really bright. There are people here. Yep. And the last seven days have seemed like eternity. <laughs> and I'm disoriented, and the people, I see them, but I have no idea who they are. Do you, uh, do you want everything else to happen now? I'm not really sure where you're going with it, so you just do it. Okay, so as you, like, you're kind of laying in this pile of all of your armor and everything. Okay. And uh, and your dimensional door starts to react okay. in the corner. It's kind of sparking. <laughs> and you can feel energy starting to leave you, which you don't have much energy left. Your mind is just all over the place. And... and I mean, you're on the brink of being insane, probably. Um, and as you feel your mind slipping away, your your door reacts. All of your armor sweeps up into the door, and something else happens. A flash of light, and the whole room is engulfed. And as that happens, new armor, something new comes and is built around you, and the Leer Sword as well comes out around you. And... This is what you look like. I'm standing in the room with Barrett Love. Yep. So Barrett sees this happen and he's like, Hey, baby brother, what's kicking? I can't believe you're alive. Who are you calling brother? Uh, that would be you, Wedge. Wedge? Who is this Wedge? I think he's a little banged up more than we thought. There's like, oh... Yes, it does seem that way. Well, I will have my way with him, and he will give us everything we need to know about our compatriots. Hmm. I don't care for the sound of this way. What way are you referring to, purple-haired one? Uh, so you notice that blood starts to like drip around like his feet, and then it turns into tentacles and wraps you up and like holds you up in the air. Um, also, the Leer Sword has no power. Like, you, you have no no juice. You're juiceless. Before you do anything else, you should know that I hail from a great land called McDonald's. <laughs> My leader, Ronald, <laughs> will make sure you pay for all these crimes that you're committing. Oh, Ronald from McDonald's. He sounds formidable. He is. He wields a powerful knife. It is curved... And it serves many burgers. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what a burger is, but however he severs these burgers. Don't they have burgers in Transylvania? We will not bow down to his might. You will bow? Or you will bow to my power. I'm now going to attempt to throw him into the wall with my magnetic powers. You've literally got like Enough stamina to not be unconscious. Okay, you see him wedges <laughs> on the wall, he's struggling. So as soon as you spend that last stamina point, you just, you're unconscious. He's done, okay. Yep. So. Good effort, I appreciate that you tried. <laughs> <laughs> Genuine appreciation that you at least gave it your all. So, <laughs> I'm like some of us who run away during battles. So as, uh, as Wedge 
Uh, does this new wedge have a name? Uh, yeah, but he hasn't gotten a chance to say it yet. Okay, so as this wedge is passing out, he hears Ferris talk to Barrett, and he says, Take him to the laboratory. We will get whatever we can out of him. And then you may do as you wish. And Barrett's like, I don't know, this guy, he seems like he's a, a few ch chicken eggs, short of a dozen, if you know what I mean. He ain't all, he ain't all there. I, I think, I think maybe we need a, like a shrink or something. Maybe one of these side guys can like unscramble his, uh, his, uh, jujubes. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure, whatever. Just hurry up. Take him to the lavatory. To the lavatory. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> okay, so uh, since Wedge has not done anything yet this whole time, we'll say Wedge is up now. Okay. Kevin darted in this room, ended up killing one of these soldiers, and is now in the armory, uh, basically cornered. Um, and it's Wedge's turn. So Wedge... You, I imagine, you can describe, what were you doing during all this time hmm. while you've been in this room? So it sounds like I've been locked up for a week. Yeah, so you've gone through a lot of torture and like stuff like that, and they were able to get various pieces of information out of you. Um, but they? Uh, well, I'm kind of a little crazy, so they probably haven't gotten much. Right, but that version of Wedge didn't actually even know very much because <laughs> he was almost just born. So this version of Wedge... Has like glimpses of memory from well from anything that he's ever done. It's oh, all it's all fragmented, and some of it's been recreated. So he thinks that he was born this way, and and like the fragments of memory are just part of his history. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, he'll know some people's names and not others. Um, but he thinks that he's from the he land of McDonald's. Mind. He works for a king named uh, Ronald, <laughs> and his ancient enemy is the uh, kingdom of Pepsi Cola. Nice. <laughs> and he's assuming that that's who he's been captured by. During this time, as you've been like going through all of this, uh, you you've heard goings and comings um, of the guards. Um, you heard huge machines at one point and they were obviously bringing in things that were incredibly heavy because every time they'd set one down the whole like cell would shake a little bit mm -hmm. um and i imagine that you've been like working to like meditate and stuff and uh and so like you've restored a little bit of your hp so now you're not at one you're at 25 um, but but they haven't really like fed you much. They, you know, they they did the the minimum. Some hurt. Yeah, um, but you noticed a few days ago the torturing stopped, and uh, and you don't know why. And then today, as you were just resting and meditating, you started to hear like screaming and shooting, and uh, and actually one of the the wardens who you met. Who seem like like most of the guards themselves seem like fairly decent people. Mm -hmm. um, it's just Ferris that was a real a hole, mm -hmm. and he was the one who did all the torturing. And most things that were nasty came from his command. Um, and so you knew uh, Frank, the the warden, and you believed you heard like him screaming at one point. Um, roll perception. Cool. 
So, uh, I imagine, do you want to be looking through walls? Because you do have x-ray vision. Ooh, yeah, sure. So, you look through the walls, and as you scan, you see in the commentary, and we'll say that this is, like, a few turns back before all the commotion is going on, but, like, as he was screaming, uh, you see your party, except for... You can maybe roll a mind check to see if you recognize them or not. That's a good idea. Uh, yeah, I'd say you recognize them. So you at least know that you know them and like are in good standings with them. Okay. So maybe you think they're also from the land of McDonald. Real? Uh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you see through the wall, you see all this happening, and now it is your turn. My fellow monks are coming to rescue me. Is so that- if he has X-ray vision. Unfortunately, he's going to have seen me come out, come out of my, and then point my sword at Claire. So I'm sure it looks great for us in terms of how friendly we are to each other. This one must not be a monk. Hmm. <laughs> well, it also depends how long he was watching. That's true. That's true. I imagine you like watch, and then you're like, "Oh, maybe I should get out of here." So now it's your she turn to take an action. Uh, you hear, you see, because you could see through the wall that there's a guard right in front of your door, okay. um, and he's moving towards the commissary. <laughs> um, do I have enough power to actually, like, fight gardens? Yeah, you have enough power to, to get out of there, at least. Can I investigate the door and see how powerful it is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, just for a little spot. I mean, I'll give it to you. Uh, okay. It's like a metal door. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Roll a one. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I already gave it to you. It's okay. So it's a metal door. It's a metal door. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. You could probably just smack it right into that soldier if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll do that. So, so, magnetic TK. Yeah, that's plenty. I can't imagine that door's more than, like, maybe 100 pounds. Well, but it's connected, so you got to break the hinges. Right. So, I'd say that door comes right off. Um, okay. So, it smashes into the sky. He bounces on the wall. Um, it does a fair amount of damage. And he's now pinned to the wall for now. And he's like, ah, what happened? Uh, I imagine Gage is doing kind of like the movements of a Shaolin monk, sort of airbender style. Wedge. Wedge, I'm sorry. And then he like reaches back and all this energy kind of forms around his hand. And then he like does a force and like literally the the door starts to vibrate in space until enough force was hitting it that it could just break free and it just goes wham! Hello players, it's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire and the keeper of Dust World RPG, as well as I play Lucas in Strangers in the Pines. I'm just here to let you know that we have just released a free one-page RPG called The Christmas Special. It's a game about playing Christmas movies, essentially. So if you love Christmas movies, you love The Grinch, you don't love Christmas, you can blast it. It's kind of up to you and the keeper whoever's running the game the dm so it's really simple you print it out you and your friends and you can create mayhem for christmas or you can save it it's up to you but we just released it so if you're interested in getting that just head on over to our website and click the download link so that's all for now i hope you are enjoying the show and we'll get on with it so back to the show play on Now back to the show. You're super fast, so if you want to move somewhere, you can move pretty far. 
Wedge darts into the hallway. Okay. So there's another soldier up to your left. Okay. Uh, there's the soldier to your right. And right. then you see Clarence uh, at this other door. The door beside him, you noticed, is closed. And then way down the hall, you just see some like blood splatters and stuff on the floor. Do you want to use x-ray vision at all and look around? Yeah, sure. So this is what you see. As you look around, you notice that the room right across from you is filled with all kind of strange animals. Um, you haven't seen any of these animals before. Uh, they, they do look kind of formidable. Uh, also, roll spot again. So you notice that this uh, person that's up on this toilet, huh. like as you were glancing around and like because you were looking in uh, in x-ray <laughs> and you like, you're like, oh, there's bathroom over there. And you're like, oh, that soldier's a woman. And like it strikes you as odd because the uniform is obviously a male's uniform. Huh. But it like has like a full face covering and stuff. Oh, interesting. I'm going to call out to Clarence. Little boy, who are you? Please tell me you're on my side. Yeah, and you wouldn't recognize him. Yeah, it's just, I see this, like, <laughs> door. Just I see Silver Surfer walk out after <laughs> just, you know, slam dunking a dude. It's like, please tell me you're on my side. I'm on the side of the people who are, I don't know. Are there sides? I don't know what sides there are. You know what? That's good. That's fine. Just uh, beat up the red dudes. Small child, I must investigate a matter up to the north. Uh, I'm gonna run up to that bathroom. Okay. Are you, are you going in? Uh, I don't know if I can. Make you it can that make far. it in totally. I'm gonna make it in. Okay. Do you want to say anything? I'm gonna say, are you with the red men or the blue men? To so the person on the toilet. Yes. And you notice that the person on the toilet wasn't actually going to the bathroom. They weren't, like, sitting on the toilet using it. They were just um, kind of hiding in there. Right. Uh, you hear a voice. And she says, Hello? I'm sorry, I don't know what you're speaking about. I don't know what's going on. I just know that I'm not with the Red Men. I, neither am I with the Red Men. And what are you doing here? Uh, it's kind of a long story, and there's a whole lot of things going on right now. Can you tell me anything about what's going on in here? Yes, you see, the Red Earth soldiers, they, they went out and they were fighting this huge battle so that they could capture all this, the, the wolves in the Warwolf's village. And they caught all the Warwolves, and they brought some other guys back, and then on the way back there was an explosion. And literally their sky, uh, their, their sky machine just fell right into the earth. And then they had to, uh, had to go and salvage it. It was terrible. <laughs> it's my favorite part about her. Wedge leaves the room. <laughs> <laughs> you're on your own. Bye, mister. <laughs> okay, is that going to be the end of your turn? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so as you're leaving, uh, since you got a really good spot before, mm. you notice that they're crawling out from under the stall near her is a spider made out of dust. That is all. Okay. Can I show them the room and warn her? Uh, yeah, if you want to. Madame, look out for the spider! 
Oh, don't worry. I know. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's Red Earth out. People's turn. Mm-hmm. The, and Alistair oh. is stirring a little bit, but he seems to be a pretty heavy sleeper and also been through a lot. These other soldiers, there's a soldier like literally right next to you, Wedge. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and move on to uh, Kevin. Yes. So after you just shot the one guy twice and killed him, the other guy's like, Who let you out? What are you doing? Get on the floor right now! Wait, 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 wait. I just killed your friend. Yeah, and I'm about to kill you. Oh, wait, no, no. <laughs> let me correct you. I'll let you live if you walk out of that door. Roll intimidation. He's he's like a little bit uh, stunned. Do you have anything else you want to add? By the way, I think if you move your friend real quick, I actually be able to save him. He's still breathing. Uh, um, what should I do? What, what did they say in basic training? Um, shoot the other guys. Did they say? No, no, no. What they said in basic training was never leave a man behind. He's on the ground. You gotta take him. I think you're right. Uh, uh. It's in the manual. Okay, okay, okay. You, you don't go nowhere. Well, I won't. I swear. I'm sending back up. Okay, you do that. <laughs> he grabs the two, <laughs> the guy, <laughs> and uh, and he starts running down the hallway. And these other soldiers are running past him. He sees the one like trapped under the door that's kind of like smashed into the wall a little bit. He's like, oh god. What's happening out here? The other one's like, hey, Jerry, where are you going? He's here really bad. I got to get him to the medic. You know, keep leave nobody behind and stuff. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Who's in there? What, what, what kind of bad guys are we talking about? I don't know. This scary wolf guy. He just shot Fred and I, that's why I'm taking him. Okay, okay. And the guy, like, you hear like a and he's obviously got a bigger kind of gun. He's like, don't you worry. We'll, we'll take care of it. Okay. I'll walk over to the door and lock it. No, you can't. You it, it's not, it's not your That's turn. fine. That's fine. <laughs> I didn't know Clarence was there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, like, wave at me, close the door. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you're off in the distance. Uh, <laughs> okay, and that's actually all those guys. Okay, the guys in the... Um, oh, gosh, they're all going to come outside and see Clarence. The guys in the commissary... No, they were a little freaked out because Clarence just pwned uh, Frank... And so, uh, uh, what was the other guy's name? Uh, oh, I should have wrote it down. That's oh, that was controlling? Yeah. He, uh, he, Gustav. No, he was like... No, the guy that we had with us. Yeah, he was like the boss. Start with a J. Jerry? Jared? Jared? Jared. Jared. Okay, so Jared, like, leans over Frank and he's like, like, uh, helping him. And Frank's looking really hungry. And Jared's like, oh, crap. Uh, he's like, hey, guys, anybody got a stim pack? And they're like, we're a little busy right now. Like, seriously, this is going to be bad. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, let me see. I got one. And he throws him a stim pack, and he, like, feeds it to, to Frank. And Frank's like, and, like, eating it. Okay, so uh, Frank Frank is a little bit more innocent, and he's, he's like, ah, call for backup. Make sure that Ferris knows what's going on. Uh, the soldiers are like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, we've, we've got some wounded. What should we do? Take care of the wounded and keep them back from the, the fighting. 
We we should have sedated these guys. I don't know what they were thinking, just putting them in cells. <laughs> okay, so these soldiers are going to stay in here. Uh, this one is running down, and he comes around the corner, and he sees the wolf guy, and he's like, you must be the wolf guy, and he just ignores the little oh, wait, kid. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not a wolf. I'm clearly a fox. Yeah. These guys are dumb. <laughs> uh, roll dodge, wolfkin. Wow, oh, gosh. So he tries to shoot you with his shotgun. Oh my gosh, barely. And uh, and it misses and it knocks open one of these boxes and you notice uh, your plasma rifle's in there. Huh. Um, and that's his turn. He's like, well, crap. Uh, and that leaves these two guys. Um, oh, actually, the one... So the soldier... that You run out of the bathroom and the soldier right next to you is like, Huh? How did you get out? And he's about to shoot you. Do you want to say anything? Oh, me? Yeah. I, I don't want any violence. I'm just here to find out what's going on. Well, so go I, back to your cell. I don't know what you're talking about. The cell you came out of. I've been feeding you for the last three days. Not much. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I have a deal to make with you. You put your weapon down and walk away. We pretend this doesn't happen and I won't report your terrible job here. To your authorities. Uh, who do you think told me to not feed you much? <laughs> Would you like to lodge a complaint with the management? <laughs> yeah. Would you like to lodge a complaint with the management? I think you spent several hours with him. He's he's very receptive. Would you like to spend several hours with him? God, no. Would you get back in your cell, please? Because if I spend several hours with him, I'm going to look worse than you do. <laughs> you already do. <laughs> you, you notice there's also two more soldiers guarding this door back here. Oh, my. And this one's coming, but he's carrying a like a very heavily wounded guy. Alright, I'm going to say very well, which way are we going? And he points back to where your cell is. Just get into this one. For some Something happened to that one's door. Who knows? What the heck's even going on here? And as he does, there's these other guys. And they're like, oh, another one's free? Crap! They're like, yeah. We've, have, has anybody called it in? Yeah, they've called it in. Okay, good. Well, this one's at least going back to his cell. Okay, good job. He's going to walk very slowly. Okay. He's limping. <laughs> Okay, so he's not going to attack you. He's just leading you back. Uh, that's all of the soldiers' turns. Um, Gage's turn. Well, Gage has gotten enough of his health, like his vitality back, that he kind of snapped back into his senses and looks down and just kind of shakes his head, looking at the soldiers and just kind of mutters at one and walks out of the room. Are they both dead? I think they're both dead. Oh, uh, no, this one right here is not. He's on the brink of death. Oh, no, actually, no, I killed him. I actually Yeah. I ran my sword through. So I come out into the hallway. Alright, I'm gonna run up next to Clarence. And just like wipe some blood off of my chin and go, Alright, I'm better. But I swear if you do that again, I will never let you live. I turned out to I would be say wrong. live it down, but I'm gonna mean live. And so <laughs> Gage is gonna look around and we're telepathically linked to Kevin's store, right? Yeah. Yes. Kevin. Yeah. Have you found anything useful? I found a gun. What? That's fantastic. Anything I can use. Health pack specifically. Uh, there's a lot of 
pointy objects in here. I assume you can use them, but I'm not entirely sure what you want to use to clean your colon. Gaze <laughs> <laughs> just goes quiet. Turns to Calaritz. I don't know which of you I hate more. Hate him more! Hate him more! Hate him more! You know what, kid? You might actually be winning this one at this point. Um, well, anyways. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and call it to do that. Hey, excuse me, sir! Just a moment of your time! So I can get him to turn his back to Kevin real quick. Okay. He he kind of, like, glances, but he's, like, not taking his gun off of Kevin. Charm. Mm, can I use charm? I don't think that you can no? use that as a swift Not a swift? Action. What does everybody think? Should he be able to charm to somebody as a swift action? To be able to look into someone's action? eyes and take Maybe control? Roll it. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I mean, reasonably, in all the vampire things you see, they they kind of just wink at them, so to speak. And okay. They, yeah. So if everyone's good for it, I'm fine with it. Okay. Congratulations, you're so very advanced. The moment he turns towards me, I'm going to. Ch- okay. Roll turn. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, eight. So stunned for one <laughs> round. I got so close to an eighteen, and then it's just like rolled over. What's funny is that succeeded. So he like looks over to you, and you like give him a glare, and he's like, "Oh, hello, sir. I didn't see you there." Yes, it's nice to see you too. Drop your gun, please. He just drops it literally on the floor. Kevin, I'm tired of killing people. So if you want this, it's yours. Are you talking about the shotgun? Because I don't want the man. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, in that case, <laughs> sir. Have him run at the other soldiers with his arms out screaming. <laughs> no. That's more my thing. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him, do you know where my weapons and armor are by any chance? Uh well I mean I don't know who you are, but I would imagine if they were taken Looking for dust, swords, medical supplies. So just anything off of the soldiers would be in the armory right here. Great. I want you to go in there and find me medical supplies and bring them to me right now. Uh, I will as soon as it's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) And turn. Um, I'm just gonna edge past him. Um, is there anything for me in here? Uh, what are you looking for? Stamina packs. Uh, roll spot. Um, yeah. So, as you look around... You see all kinds of weapons. You find uh, actually your particular gear. So I imagine you're going to take all of your own things and put them back on. <laughs> My gun that I use so often, yes. Okay. Uh, you find your stamina pack. You find a, uh, a rifle, and when you go to touch, on, touch it, to like look underneath it and stuff, it's like, hey, man, don't you touch me. <laughs> I immediately drop it to the floor. It's like, nope. It goes, ow! Nope. That's not very nice. I look at Kevin. It's like, this thing is calling for you. Want to trade? Uh, And you also see like a short sword in there. And something about it, it like kind of catches your eye. And when you look at it closer, the blade is actually made of metal, but it looks like it's reflecting like the stars or something. You are so... Um... And you see that there's like a little button on it. And do you want to press the button? Yes. So when you pick it up and you press the button, it literally like locks into place in space. So when you take your hand off, the sword is still there. So cool. 
Like, looking into Clarence's thoughts, you just see the sword in place and him just plunging somebody into it with telekinesis. You find one other stamina pack, but it's only a 2d6. Kevin, what do you have that I could use in exchange for a talking rifle? Let's negotiate. Why are we negotiating? Uh, I'm pretty sure you don't want me not shooting people for you right now. <laughs> Absolutely. So you definitely want this talking rifle in exchange for something. I mean, you don't even uh, know if it's a good rifle. I'm going to point it out there. Uh, I don't have anything but this shitty pistol that mm-hmm. I just picked up and shot somebody with. And then I'm going to pop out the cylinder and be like, in fact, I only have two bullets left. Here, I'll trade you these bullets for your life. <laughs> for your life. I just sighed hand in the talking rifle. Rifle. <laughs> the rabbit lock, hey, hello. Oh, dear God, no. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, were made for each other. Hang on, I gotta roll affinity okay. check. Oh, my God, great. <laughs> oh, he really likes you. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you look like somebody who gets some shit done. Well, I shoot things for a living. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're hitting it off wonderfully. Do you want to actually take this weapon? Uh, sure, I guess. I would say I've paid off, like, all debts I owe to you by getting you this thing. That's it nice. actually is weaker than my laser sniper. Uh, yeah, yeah your laser rifle is down to, like, only a couple shots, though. So, whatever. I don't care. I did one good it's, it's, for It's a gun, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what's your stamina at? Stamina is it two? No, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's, what's your stamina? Four. Nice. <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah, I stamina. know. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna eat me, but whatever. And I say, I'm not gonna eat you. You probably have disease. I mean, you barely, barely grow. Do you think I could handle having a disease? I die. All right. And do I get to do oh, I get to take then, the stamina as a reaction? Or? Yeah, you can. That's okay. fine. What was it? Forty-six. Uh, or was sixty-six the... total, I think. If you give them all of them. Yeah, I give you. All that was awfully generous of you. You don't want to keep any. Uh, I might keep the. You could keep one. I'm yeah, honest. I'll keep the two d six. Yeah. Okay, so it's not a bad idea. I reach over and put a hand on Clarence's shoulder and look down and through all of the blood and dirt and stain and pissed offness. There's like a faint, soft smile, just like, honestly, kid, I think after this we're all going to need a long break, but we'll get to it. I appreciate it. You're my only friend. <laughs> Stuart's oh, gone. He doesn't know how to handle that level of affection from a child, because then he feels like a fatherly instinct he's never felt before come over him. And so he just kind of like pats Clarence <laughs> on the shoulder on the head and just goes... That's okay. We're we're friends. You didn't hear yeah. that. I think I need to kill someone. Um, yeah, same, same, same. Let's uh, let's uh, let's let's do manly murder. Moving over. Okay, moving on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Sorry about that. This is just parenting. It's okay. Awkward <laughs> moment. Let's kill someone. By the way, why is there a dude like in the doorway? That's the guy with the, the shotgun. I, He's I'm in control, control now. Him. Yeah. Okay, Clarence, we have to lock the door. Check. Okay. Uh, so wait. Lock the door. okay, so uh, let's see. It is now Kevin Wolfkin's turn. Lay it on us, Wolfkin. What you doing? Are you going to talk with your gun at all? 
Yes. All right. Um. Are you a lever action? Uh, yes, sir. Got my lever right there. You just pull that lever, and I spit out them bullets, and they killed them guys on the other side. It's, it's like clockwork. Speak yourself to a woman, because at this point, this is like me grabbing you by the and cocking it. Start it. Well, please don't cock my okay? Just use my lever instead. If you could just use only my lever, that would be great. I turned to Ricky Kevin. I didn't know you swung well, that let, way. Let, let me ask another question. Why exactly can you talk? Uh, because I am a highly intelligent, what now, I would say I'm an averagely intelligent weapon. That doesn't make any sense. Is there some sort of computer or something in there? Yes, sir. There's a big old computer. It's pretty intelligent in here. It makes me a little bit smarter than the average gun, I would say. <laughs> All right. Then. I'm just Can looking you at these bullets that make them better. Uh, like, nope, but I can hack know. doors and stuff like that if you get me close enough. And they, there's a technological part right, to that then door. I need to stop talking right there. Because uh, I'm going to go shoot people with you now. Uh, okay, I guess I can do that if that's what you want me to do. No problem. I can I can shut up right now. I'll give them that. You'll, <laughs> you won't even know I'm talking. You won't even know I'm here. I'm just a regular old rifle. Just hanging out with these guys who are shooting people. It's going to be At great. At this point, I don't know he has a talking rifle. Kevin, <laughs> shut up. Why don't you ask the midget to shut me up? What? What are you guys talking about right now? I don't even know what you're talking about. What? Who, who's that guy? Are we going to shoot that guy? He looked kind of like a guy we should shoot, maybe, possibly. And then there's this little boy, and that guy's kind of weird. And then there's that soldier. To explain. And that soldier there, he looks okay. I, I mean, he's a soldier, you know, so he sword. shoots people, too, yes. and that's good. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> that's a gun. But calm down. It's for, okay. What? What's your stinking name? Uh, I am C320. Really? Kevin. Oh, you just break it. I'm telling you to stop talking to yourself. Kevin, Kevin, you break it. No, stop it. Stop it. Hey, we're gonna name you Box. Box. That's where we found you in. Box. Okay, that sounds like a lovely name. That's much better than C three two O. All right, Box. Rocks. Shut the hell up. Thank you for listening to the show. We also have a free gift we'd love to give you over on our Patreon page, a Monster of the Week mystery. And if you need more gaming in your life, just check out all of the things that we have available on our Patreon. You can get there at therpgempire.com. Thanks for listening again, and remember, play on. This episode was edited by Liam McKenzie.